Amen. So we're thinking um, a bit about children and prayer. The last few years I've been um, reading a lot about how to help children to pray and listen to God and thinking about this for our junior church. And as we go through this series, um, we're just going to show um, a short two-minute video each week from the website Parenting for Faith. It's a really good website. It's not just um, got practical ideas, but some of the principles behind this stuff. Um, So we're just going to watch a two-minute one this morning on prayer. In order for kids to grow their own faith, they have to find their own way of having a conversation with God. You don't have to stick to a set of formulas. There are loads of ways you can find your way of having a conversation with God. God's designed us to have an ongoing two-way relationship with Him. We chat to Him and we catch what He has to say back, whether that's through words, pictures, feelings, thoughts, or dreams. There are lots of different ways to chat and catch with Him. If your child loves music, they might want to share their heart with Him as they sing. Some children might like to make a special space to spend time with God and write or draw what He's saying. Every child is different, and we can help them discover how they like to connect to God best. Lots of kids will just chatter to Him and catch back as they play with their toys and get on with life. Chat and Catch helps kids find a natural way of having a conversation with God about anything, anywhere, anytime. So um, the catch part is about them hearing from God as well as um, speaking to God, which um, we're going to think about with 1 Samuel chapter 3 this morning. Um, If you want to follow along in your Bibles, I'm going to read 1 Samuel 3, verses 1 to 14. I'm just going to pause at different points to to point things out. But do follow along. Page 274, Lee says. He knows it off by heart. Page 274. So verse 1 says, The boy Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli. So if we just pause here for a second. Um, Historians think that Samuel was probably around the age of 11 or 12 at this time. Um, He began living in the temple um, with Eli around the age of three or four. So he was dedicated by his parents, taken to the temple, it says, after he was weaned, which in those days would have been around three or four years of age. So verse one continues, in those days, the word of the Lord was rare. There were not many visions. One night, Eli, whose eyes were becoming so weak that he could barely see, was lying down in his usual place. The lamp of God had not yet gone out. So I just wanted to pause here to think about the atmosphere. Um, <clears throat> there's Samuel lying in the temple. And when it says the lamp of God, it means that there's this big sort of golden lampstand near the Ark of the Covenant uh, with this candle on, and it's still glowing. So he's laying there at night, and there's still this visible presence of God in the holiest part of the temple. So he's in the holiest part of Israel, Uh, close to the presence of God and all the symbols around him. And it goes on to say, Samuel was lying down in the house of the Lord where the ark of God was. Then the Lord called Samuel. Samuel answered, here I am. And he ran to Eli and said, here I am, you called me. But Eli said, I did not call you. Go back and lie down. So he went back and lay down. Again, the Lord called Samuel And Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, 
here I am, you called me. My son, Eli, said, I did not call you, go back and lie down. So all parents at this point are familiar with this scenario at night. (laughs) Go back to your bed. Verse 7 says, Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. The word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. A third time the Lord called Samuel, and Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. Then Eli realized that the Lord was calling the boy. So Eli told Samuel, Go and lie down, and if he calls you, say, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. The Lord came and stood there, calling as at other times, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel said, Speak, for your servant is listening. And the Lord said to Samuel, See, I am about to do something in Israel that will make the ears of everyone who hears about it tingle. At that time, I will carry out against Eli everything I spoke about his family from beginning to end. For I told him that I would judge his family forever because of the sin he knew about. His sons blasphemed God, and he failed to restrain them. Therefore, I swore in the house of Eli, the guilt of Eli's house will never be atoned for by sacrifice or offering. So we'll pause there. Um, As Lee referred to, Eli's sons had been um, dishonoring God. They'd been taking um, more of the meat offerings than they should have been, amongst other things. And Eli knew about this. And this is for Samuel, the very beginning of his calling. He is is called to be a judge over Israel. And his main uh, calling in life is to help reconcile the Israelites with a holy God, to bring them back um, to God. He also... um, anoints both Saul and David, the first and second kings over Israel. It's a really significant time. And so here at the age of 11 or 12, he begins to hear God's voice. It's really interesting to me that Eli, um, who hadn't heard the voice of God in many years, still eventually recognizes that this could be God. And he just sort of coaches Samuel in what to do. Go back and say, I'm listening. He doesn't try to manipulate the conversation between God and Samuel or join in or um, you know go back with him he just sort of gently says maybe this is God Um, try saying this try listening we also I also find it interesting that um, for Samuel the voice of God must have sounded somewhat similar to that of Eli's because obviously he thinks it's Eli that's calling him so he doesn't necessarily know right from the get-go that this is God it's something he has to learn and tune into and this is the same for all of us um, in our relationship with God um, the way that we hear the way that we pray is going to be so vastly different because of our personalities our life experience the way that we Uh, communicate with God is going to be really different and that's the same with children for some uh, they will uh, see things from God in in pictures others it's words it's words from a song it's words from the Bible for others um, they need that quiet place they need some stillness to hear from God and others it will be you know out in creation uh, where they're going for a walk and God speaks to them 
Um, we've been reading a book called um, Parenting Children for a Life of Faith as a, a ministry team. And one of the stories in there just really uh, touched my heart. And it was about um, some adoptive parents that adopted a little boy called Colin. And um, he had been with them a while and one day um, said how his um, biological father had always called him useless and he always felt really useless. And and this adoptive dad said, well, God's really good at taking things, um, bad things that, that people have said, and replacing them with the truth. And I just, I know this to be true in my own life. I love it when God begins to reveal to you how he sees you. And so he said, why don't we pray about that? So he prayed with this little boy. And then he bravely said, why don't we just sit quietly for a minute and see if God has anything to say to you? bit risky with kids. Uh, We worry that they're going to get bored or they're going to come out with something crazy or or what if God doesn't speak and they're disappointed. But on this occasion, he, uh, he sits with this little boy for a few minutes in quiet and then eventually the little boy opens his eyes and says, I saw something, I saw something. And his dad said, what? And he said, I saw the word wonderful and it had stars and fireworks coming out of it. And I thought it was the most beautiful thing that he could then walk with that image um, as he went to school and as he got older, that God saw him as wonderful with fireworks and stars. And I think it it really um, touched me because I remember having a very rich relationship with God myself as a child from quite a young age. And I had times growing up where I felt quite alone and overwhelmed. I struggled a bit at school and with friendships, I think, because we moved a lot and... um, I have a sister just slightly older than me uh, who has learning difficulties and used to worry about us fitting in and what people thought. um, So it wasn't that God was always answering these prayers. As a young child, I would ask God for things and he clearly was not making it any better and sometimes it was getting worse. But that actually didn't seem to um, hinder my desire to know more about God. Um, And I think it's because I had a real sense of God's love and spirit with me. And I know that children have this huge capacity for a rich spiritual life. For Samuel, being 12 years old was no barrier to God speaking to him and calling him and using him. Um, I was recently talking to an adoptive mum, a friend of mine. She has a beautiful six-year-old daughter that she adopted uh, from an orphanage. And her daughter is HIV positive. And she prays with her and she talks to her a lot about faith. And this little girl said one day, okay, mom, I prayed that God would heal me. And sometimes God heals and sometimes he doesn't. And that's okay. I'm just going to keep asking him. And at this stage in her, her little life, she's okay with that tension. And I just think she can teach us so much. It's amazing. And okay, as she grows and her faith is going to change and the questions she's going to ask about God are going to change. But at the moment, she's not conflicted. She has um, a simple faith and she's okay with knowing that sometimes God heals and sometimes he doesn't. And she's at the moment quite fine with that. And I just thought she could teach us so much. We overcomplicate it and we overworry about it. And we overworry about what God um, is doing in our children's lives. And yet he just desires to speak to them. He loves them incredibly and he's persistent. We know with Samuel, he didn't give up um, when Samuel didn't recognize his voice. He kept, kept going. And for some children, there'll be no sign uh, that they are experiencing anything of God for many, many years. But God is still there at work in their lives. And it may not be till they look back many years later that they see the persistence of God's love 
in their life, and that's true for all of us. Um, Is it realistic to expect to really hear God today for ourselves and for children? Is it realistic to expect children to be able to hear God's voice? And of course, Jesus said, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. He uses the example of a a sheep. It's not the most intelligent animal, but it it can recognize its shepherd's own voice when calling. And he says that's the sort of relationship that we can have with God. Um, In junior church, we have a little prayer time each week, excuse me, (coughs) that we've been trying to develop at the end of each session. And some weeks flow a lot better than others. Some weeks we're not very good at helping the children uh, to pray and to be still. And other weeks we're really in awe of the things that they come out with, the way that they minister to each other, the things that they pray and things that they, they say that they have learned from God. And it's amazing. We had a, a week a few weeks ago, we tried to bust some of the rules about prayer. So we talked about how, you know, is it a rule that you have to have your hands together, that you have to have your eyes closed that you have to pray before bed or you have to pray before dinner and of course sometimes we want children to sit still and put their hands together when they pray but it was helping them see that um, there are so many different ways to talk to God. I think um, nurturing this closeness with God is so important as Lee said for everyone for God parents grandparents aunts uncles members of the church and if there's no children in your life at the moment we'd ask that you would pray for our children here at St Giles that you would um, pray that God will speak to them it's really interesting there was a lot of prayer over Samuel's life before he was born and before this moment that God spoke to him his mum Hannah uh, famously prayed I prayed for this child and the Lord has granted me what I asked of him so I now give him to the Lord Sometimes we're not in a position to pray with children, and sometimes they do not want us to pray with them, but we can always pray for them. Um, I must admit, I'm already finding um, praying with my child incredibly challenging, and only have a three-year-old. So I cannot imagine how hard this is as they become more independent, um, as they they grow older. Um, We've not had huge success so far with Caleb, bless him. we, we had, um, for a little while it worked, we had a little prayer cube we'd made out of cardboard and he would roll it and then whatever was face up we would pray for. So it might say family or thank you for food or whatever it was on it. But in one bedtime tantrum it got crushed so that no longer exists. So, and another um, evening I was trying to get him ready for bed and he was so upset that I had the audacity to put him to bed he said, I do not want to go to sleep, and I do not want to say prayers. And I suddenly thought, maybe this isn't the best time of day for either of us to have this special time of communication with God. In fact, bedtimes just aren't. We're both tired, and it doesn't often work. So uh, we've tried different things, and... Uh, when Colin's not work on a Saturday, we've tried having breakfast together. We have uh, pancakes, and then we read um, a passage from the Bible, and we just say a short prayer. And again, some weeks work much better than others. Um, but this past Saturday, um, it did work quite well. We um, had some little prayer rocks, which are just rocks that we found in the garden that we've drawn things on. And he gave a prayer rock for me and a prayer rock for Daddy, and he had one. And then we said a prayer. 
So for that week, that worked. <laughs> but it may not next Saturday. I'll get back to you on, on whether it does. But of course, for older children, some of these things would actually be quite cringy and may not work for them. Um, so it's going to depend on the child, the way that we help them talk to God and their age and all of these things. And I can remember myself growing up, I would have absolutely cringed at the idea of sitting down as a whole family to pray together. I think we tried it a few times and it was not successful. But um, I had a great relationship with my mum and we lived, um, we lived in Suffolk and there was a beautiful country park. And I do have a memory, even through my teen years, of um, going for a walk with her up this country park. There was a huge hill, but the reward was when you got to the top, there was a lovely view and you could look out over the whole village and there was a bench. And sometimes we just sat on the bench to get our breath back. Sometimes we were in conversation and chatting. But quite often my mum would say, why don't we pray while we're up here? And that always felt okay to me. I didn't mind that so much, even through uh, the, the more sort of independent years. And it's actually a really nice memory to think of that special place, that bench where we'd sit and we would just say a prayer together. So it's going to change um, depending on the child. And, and sometimes I think actually God just doesn't want us to try too hard, but just to uh, work on being able to hear God for ourselves. I think um, one of the things with junior church which is so desire is that uh, children would know um, how much God loves and wants to be part of their life and that it wouldn't just be head knowledge but heart knowledge. Some of our children want to be knee-high in mud, thanking God for worms, and that's okay too. And, you know, some are too busy to stop and to pray at the moment, and that's okay. Last week, we looked at um, Deuteronomy chapter 6, where God instructs Israel to talk about his commands as they walk down the road, as they lie down, as they get up. And I suppose it's just such a challenge to me about the awareness of God in our day-to-day lives And just saying, God, is there a moment that you want me to uh, talk about you with my children or pray for them? Being more aware of him. And I think it's about um, God wanting to draw our vision up to him. Um, We get so busy and we're so bombarded with information and um, with challenges. And that we forget that he is so desiring to be close to us. So I just wanted to finish before I pray for us with Psalm 121. Uh, which I absolutely love. It says, I lift up my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. And he really is our help, isn't he? He really is the help of our lives. And if we can share some of that with the children around us, that God has been our help, that he is the lifter of our eyes, that he is where our help comes from, that it's a beautiful thing to be able to pass on to them. So let's pray. Lord Jesus, I thank you that you are speaking and that, Lord, you know every single one of us here this morning, from the very youngest to the very oldest, Lord, you know everything about our life and you saw us before we were born. And I thank you that as we go into this week, that, Lord, you desire to lift our eyes to you. You are the king of glory, and yet um, you humbled yourself so that we could know you so closely. Lord, I pray that you give us great wisdom in the children that you have placed in our lives. Lord, that you would help us to 
uh, remember them constantly in prayer. And Lord, we pray for them in the challenges of growing up, in the things that surround them. Lord, we pray that they will um, develop that rich closeness with you. And Lord, that it won't have to be just when they're older, but we'll start now. Lord, we pray um, that you would teach us through the children in our church and in our lives that, Lord, we would listen to them when they speak of you, Lord, because we know that you are close to them, that, Lord, you are with them, that you reveal yourself to the pure in heart. And so, Lord, we just give you all of the praise and all of the glory in Jesus' name. Amen.